0: Hooah! We are live, and uh, we're doing a free rolling Jackman Radio kind of happy hour just for fun type thing tonight. Uh Eric and I haven't streamed together in a little bit. We've been kind of busy, a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives, but we love podcasting. We're happy to be doing it again, and uh, we're joined by Greg Pasta-Jardula.
1: How you doing today, Pasta? Thanks for coming in uh, short notice. Ah oh, man. Thanks for having me on, man. It's... uh. You guys uh, seem to be doing a lot of workouts. I saw a workout video with somebody who just all sweat tripping down his face.
2: He was Jack man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah get, the, get down. Yeah, that was me. I get over to the gym uh, a couple times a week. I have a trainer, and uh, she has a uh, in her basement a totally uh, redone, brand new gym down there. So awesome. I don't, have, I don't have to deal with a gym full of people, and um, it's really nice. So yeah. Yeah, trying to do that, man. I mean, when the pandemic hit, I was just at my computer or on my couch or in my bed. And I'm like, I need to do something about this. And um, I remembered, you know, she did. She trained people and she, you know, was still she was having her second baby. And I'm like, after you have your second baby, would you be willing to take me on as a client? She said, absolutely. So I've been doing that a year and a half now, and it's been great. It's been good. Nice, brother.
0: It's like a Karate Kid scenario.
2: Daniel song. <laughs> Daniel San. <laughs> Daniel San. Daniel
0: <laughs> Do you watch Cobra Kai at all, Pasta? Do you, have you done the deep dive?
1: No, I watched the first season because my friend was on it, but I didn't watch it ever since then. My good friend is Brett Ernst. He plays Cousin Louie. Oh, okay. He has a residency every Tuesday and, and Wednesday here in Vegas uh, for his comedy. He's like a top five comedian. Like He's like – I mean, I'm not just saying that because he's a good friend of mine from back east and I love the guy, but, um, you know, he's just one of the best comedians out there. He's really respected and loved by, you know, uh, Kurt by Jimmy. They love this guy. He's a comedian's comedian. And, uh, every once in a while I'll go peek at the show, but the show is pretty bad. I mean, I just, you know, Oh, it's,
0: it's so goofy, but I can't, I can't, I can't. It's fun. It's the nostalgia. Cause I grew up loving the karate kid movies, you know, the, um, I think by the third one, though, Daniel's son was, like, 29 years old, believe it or not. And now that actor, oh, Ralph right. Macchio, is uh, 60.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue was Dude. awesome. Then she so re- leaving
2: Las Vegas. Woo! So, yeah. Oh, Louie, he's, oh, he, he's the cousin at the car dealership. Yes, yeah, cousin Louie. Okay, so that's that's your buddy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He, 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 he does
0: the Goomba persona in the show, would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. They, they have some fun scenes in the new season with... Um, chosen who was the villain in karate kid part two and uh it's just cool what they've done with the characters i mean it's complete cheese but i enjoy it for from an entertainment perspective and wanted to kick off tonight we just found out the news in the last couple hours christine nick v from fleetwood mac passed away um i think she was like 79 years old and i've always kind of been a fan of hers i always thought she was a little bit of an undercard and a little bit underrated even
1: within fleetwood mac i don't know are you a fan of fleetwood mac pasta yeah i'm not a crazy over the heels you know music person but uh, i i like fleetwood mac you know
0: yeah so she was responsible for uh one of their biggest hits don't stop which it's funny how the democratic party kind of hijacked that song you know you see a bunch of bunch of boomer you know uh neo libs like, don't stop thinking about dropping bombs well it's tomorrow oh. but i added i added that yeah do the do the brandon joe biden version mike don't stop sniffing your granddaughter's hair um, yesterday's Gone,
1: Yesterday's Gone.
0: So she did that one. She also did Everywhere and Little Lies, which was uh, two two of my favorite Fleetwood Mac yeah, yeah. songs. Yeah. And at one point in the 80s, she was married in the late 70s to early 80s. She was married to Dennis Wilson, the drummer for the Beach Boys.
1: Okay. And, <laughs> and she won one, somebody in the band, and then that person had a relationship with Stevie Nicks too or something or... I mean, I don't know the love triangle that was going on at Fleetwood Mac, maybe.
0: Well, I know the love triangle because I was their attending physician pasta, and Christine McVie was married to John McVie, the bass player, to this day. And they came as a package, and so did Lindsey Buckingham and uh, Stevie Nicks. uh, Yeah, you're looking at uh, two couples, and I, I think Mick Fleetwood had an affair with Stevie Nicks at one point, and they all did a lot of cocaine, so...
2: You know, sounds like sounds like Ukraine. It really does. It Sp- like speaking
0: Ukraine. of you, speaking of Ukraine and bears and Russia and cocaine. Have you seen this trailer for Cocaine Bear that just came out today? It's one of Ray Liotta's last movies. I mean, this is unbelievable stuff, Pasta. No, I did, <laughs> I did not. It's just, so this is based on and this. It's fitting that this is a posthumous release for Ray Liotta. And they got him in a ridiculous wig. And he plays like a gangster who has a shipment of cocaine flying over uh, over um you know, like the state of Georgia, I think, and the, the plane crashes, and a bear gets a hold of the cocaine. This is a true story that happened in nineteen
1: eighty five, and uh, this this did not happen. This is somebody bullshitting and saying it really did happen. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, they,
0: they took some liberties. They took a few liberties. Like, are we, the, are you know, we
1: watching the trailer or no? Because now I'm so intrigued. It's like, um, how do I do that? Do I be, hit present and share? Yeah, present share share and then screen. You're, then you're gonna go to the yeah, Chrome. Uh, the Chrome tab, and then you just will be able to select on the one of the tabs after the Chrome tab comes up. All right,
2: and you guys are gonna do... like. I
1: have, I have to show
2: this. It's a pasta right. tutorial in real time. <laughs> yeah,
0: sorry guys, I'm not the most tech savvy. Bear with me. Streamyard's huh. easy.
1: Just watch, watch, Actually, go watch a couple tutorials, and you'll learn the whole thing. It's it's pretty damn simple, you know. All right, so we go to uh, share screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrome no, tab. No, no word. I got Chrome
3: opened up, Chrome tab,
1: and then it will give you a choice of which tab.
0: Okay, can you guys see it? Now, Man, it's yeah. Coming. Now you're okay. gonna have to
1: mute your. You're gonna have to mute your mic before you press play, because otherwise there'll be an echo. So, okay. And then you. Well, here just, we go, guys. Can open that big in the in the the YouTube screen. Oh, make it big. Okay,
0: this is the world premiere trailer of Cocaine Bear, starring Ray Liotta.
2: Betty. Oh, Jesus. What is that?
3: Beth, we should go. <laughs> Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey,
2: Henry. Check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe?
3: A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that. Don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on me. <clears throat> the bear it fucking did cocaine. <laughs> a bear did cocaine.
2: There was a bear. A bear. It was far. Hey, that's inappropriate.
3: You're safe. Bears can't climb trees. Of course I can. <gasps> Oh, shit. It kind of seems like the thing that stays with the man forever. Apex Predator. High on cocaine. Out of his mind. Oh, man, you fucked. What the fuck is wrong with that bear?
1: Come
3: down <gasps>
0: we have such good luck in nature
2: what the there you fuck? go guys <laughs> cocaine bear It really ought to looks like the cocaine bear oh my
0: god <laughs> I that's oh, something Poikinen would like. Poikinen would enjoy that one.
2: Yeah, he he'd be into it. He that that was actually his code name when he smuggled in the for the cartel in the eighties. Cocaine Bear.
3: Oh, yeah, no, was,
2: they called I'm, me Cocaine Bear. I wonder if
0: they're gonna have uh, Barry Seal make a cameo. You know, he's the one who drops the cocaine he, for the. bear He's Cocaine
2: Seal. <laughs>
1: So there was a great tweet that came out of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party. I'm wondering what you guys think about this, because really, to tell you the truth, I have not been sleeping that great for the last couple of days because I've been very anxious. The anxiety has been hitting me. And it was after this whole it seemed like the timing was just crazy. I, if you don't know, I've been trying to get on recently, just trying to push to get on Tucker so I can talk about the Brazilian elections. I feel that it, an unbiased Point of view is needed, and I know people will go dig back to my history, see how I praised Lula back in the days. But understanding what Lula had to do to get what he had to do to get for his people, or whatever the case may be, made me move away from him, from supporting him. You know, um, and however, when it comes to elections, you guys know I just want to show up, make sure the election's valid, and bounce. All I care about is national sovereignty. So I feel that there needs to be a, another point of view, uh, an unbiased point of view, when it comes to Brazil, because what's going on right now. With the Bannon crew, the Alex Jones crew, the uh, this is the word. no here.
3: I'm going to eat your cerebral cortex last.
1: With that, with this crew, is this whole push, and they're using the same, uh, s- same couple journalists to get this kind of like mindset that the Brazilians' elections are being stolen by the Chinese. And I've heard talks when I was at the Clark County Commissioner's office for the certification. I was saying. We don't know who's counting our ballots, alluding to the companies being owned by private equity, zombie companies, that you don't know who owns the interest in these companies who actually tabulate our our, our ballots. Well, somebody behind me said, it's China. And then you saw Jack Posobiec go nuts this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. And with the whole China this, we need to take down the CCP. And mm-hmm. we hear this rhetoric. and And for me, I just get flashbacks of Iraq and I get scared of getting duped into Iraq. And now it seems like officially that china has become to the gop what russia is to the dnc their boogeyman no accountability for our actions and i'm not going to be goaded into a war with china and somebody from the libertarian party for their twitter put down he goes it's terrible what china is doing with their lockdowns using uh, you know the the covid to get in thrust authoritarian measures meanwhile in the united states we don't have any of that, like, or something being very sarcastic, you know? Yeah. And it was like, and and everybody's like, what are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? But I'm just curious about, them about what your thoughts are about right now about, and we know some of these people, some of these people are our friends, who are really blaming China and acting like China's actually pulling the strings.
0: Well, I just saw for the first time, I think in 15 or 20 years, maybe even 10 years, we have we're opening up a base that we had previously closed down, Um, off, you know, near, near China. So that like, to what your, your point um, it seems like there is a large uh, faction, you know, especially of our military and government that want to engage in something, uh, something hot with China and all the rhetoric and all the media and the news pushes us towards that too. Um, Yeah. I mean, we don't have to like what China does and I, you know, I don't agree with those policies, but I think the sarcasm, like you pointed out is kind of like, well, There were people here in America who did want to have the same kind of response to flu world order that China has had. And there's people in China who've had enough of it and they're protesting. And I I love to see that. I love to see organic groundswell, um, you know, uh, grassroots movements uh, prop up all around the world, wherever there's a government that's not behaving the way the people of that country want. Um, That doesn't mean that we go over there with the barrel of a gun or through sanctions or what other means and tell them how to run their lives and what to do. So I'm with you, man. I think the China posturing is totally the, the Republican neocon response to how the DNC and, you know, neo-libs have been talking about Russia for the last six years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're breathing life back into the dead horse of like red dawn and red scare. And yeah. also on the same token, you guys probably would have this in the back of your mind too. Um, our intelligence agencies and, people who fuck around all over the world, they won't pass up an opportunity to exploit this what's happening. Now, whether it's completely a natural pushback against the government in China or it's an amalgamation of pushback, but then also foreign entities, we can't can't all sit here and say there are not foreign entities over there. I wouldn't maybe manipulating the situation. They're definitely taking advantage of it for their own ends. The Hong Kong Human Decency Act was littered with,
1: and this is, you know, Hong Kong littered from the NED advisory committee on that fucking bill. So we know that the NED has got their teeth sunk into Taiwan, Hong Kong. Yeah. We know that, that we have the receipts. I mean, so, sorry to interrupt. Yeah.
2: Here, and, and No, that's that's a good point, man. And that's kind of what my gut tells me. Because uh, any, anything that we see spring up around the world like this, whether it was the um, Arab Spring protests, the Hong Kong stuff, Anywhere, Iran, you know, horrible shit. This is not denying the horrible shit that happens in these countries. But when you've been a student of intelligence agencies and the national security state and our foreign policy and the groups that exploit the suffering of other countries to meet our ends and our business interests, our corporate interests, the profiteering, that's in the mix. That's definitely in the mix. But yeah, Jack Posobiec and all those guys and the abandons of the world, they're, they're the, the dumbest China hawks, man. The, the saber rattling they have about china and how they're the big enemy and we you know basically got to go to war with them and 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 you know put a stop to them and they're, they're taking up they're buying up all this land it's the fear-mongering it is absolutely iraq war levels yeah. pasta yeah. for sure and i'm not buying it and someone who i'm you know i've met him in person i got with him with ron paul is dave DeCamp he's done incredible he's work in on, yeah. on this stuff with antiwar.com him and patrick mcfarlane both So I read a lot of what they write about this because those are guys that I trust on this issue. So anyone who prescribes to Jack Posobiec and like Mike Cernovich and those China Hawk, uh, you know, basically uh, Robbie Martin has all their number. He does a lot of great work exposing who all those people are and, you know, the, the kind of think tanks that influence their thinking and what they do and the stuff they put out. Uh, you know, give Dave Decamp a look, and, and Patrick McFarlane, and Scott Horton, and antiwar.com. Yeah, yeah, they do great in, work. In, in my opinion, those are the people we should be listening to, and and you know, read everything, look at everything that you can. But uh, you know, let's not fall for it. Certainly, the three of us are not going to fall for it.
1: We had, we had Cynthia Chung on today, as Matt Arrett's wife, and wrote an amazing book just came out and stuff, and their perspective on what's going on in China. And they got the you know, they really understand what's going on. And you know, once again, I'm not. Listen, you want to have an opinion, have an opinion, but these Republicans, they're starting to move into a position, and I don't want to say all Republicans, but these particular, the American First ones, the ones that are on TV, the ones that have big followings like the Jacks and Steve, they're starting to move into shitlib uh, ter- ter- territory mm. where they have to pull off these mental gymnastics and then also stay in their own echo chamber. You know, like I said, I've been trying to get on Tucker right now. I've been trying to get on Bannon. And, you know, I, and these are all the same people that, you know, to defeat the mandates, all those doctors. I spoke at these events. I think I'm pretty qualified to talk about elections. I mean, Damn, I don't know anybody who's attended all these elections like the Convo Couch has and, and does that, you know, and can give a good perspective. But now they're going to a point where they're staying in their own echo chamber and they're ignoring people and other advices. And, and, and they're going to have to do so much mental gymnastics just yeah. to try to bullshit their propagated position because they don't have the receipts. They have speculation, speculation, and more speculation.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, boy, anybody left or right who who's trying to push us towards more conflict and more war, I'm always suspicious of, and we agree with uh, IB Denmark, end all war. And that includes trying to stop wars from happening, you know, ahead of time. Like, we've heard the script so many times from all these people and all these think tanks that you would think by now uh, most people would, would be highly skeptical. And another writer I really respect who probably would call herself a... Um, a socialist or a real leftist or or progressive is uh, Caitlin Johnstone. I mean, she's, she's done some amazing work on this. And I I would recommend anyone check out her stuff. Um, She has no no paywalls for any of her work and, you know, you can support her and stuff, but she really delivers it in a way that's kind of cuts through all the noise. And, um, you know, it's a bummer that people because of their political stripe or, or identity that they have to stick with a certain, uh, belief on, on these big issues that, that goes along with their tribe or with their side. Um, you know, and that's, that's why I've really, you know, I haven't really belonged to a political party for so many years. Kind of you're like you possibly you're kind of homeless right now with a, a party because um, on the big stuff that really matters, you know, people will overlook that in order to stay in their echo chambers or curry favor with, if their side's winning at that time or in power. And um, yeah, it's too bad. So it that is. kind of the arrogance and hubris is going to is going to get America in trouble and further further down the hole. I think.
2: Uh, so, you,
1: know. Do you guys mind? I know I got to get out of here soon. Yep. Um, but would you guys mind? I in the our private chat here, I shared my tweet. Uh, something I hope you guys would be interested in. Take a look at it. Um, a couple weeks ago, we did our first uh, kind of libertarian anti-imperialist left panel, right? Of like. Uh, finding out if there's this compromise, and this is my words, this is nobody else's words, I call it the great compromise, you know, I'm trying to make it a little kind of, you know, snappy and catchy, uh, but is there a compromise for, uh, you know, libertarians, the these these Ron Paul-style libertarians uh, that we're seeing coming out of the Mises caucus, like the Dave Smiths, um, Scott Hortons and whatnot, um, so we're going to bring it back again. We're going to run it back. So next Tuesday on the Convo Couch at 1230, uh, Clint, uh, Clint Russell from Liberty Lockdown, um, Dave Smith, and Jimmy Dore and I will go to second round of this uh, to see if there's any type of uh, compromise that we can talk about. And I'm telling you, I'm really excited about this right now after experiencing this whole weekend of this China shit where people were just playing video after video, meme after meme. Look what China's doing to their own people. We have to take down the CCP. Oh, China's stealing the election in Brazil. You know, um, there's a lady in Maricopa who went to speak up, you know, at the at the city council. She was mentioning some decent stuff. But then she immediately went to South America. We're losing all of Latin America to these machines. Like it's like they, they're looking for this. Blame the communist again. Mm-hmm. You know, communism underneath the table. He's going to come out and get us all if we don't, you know. So now they're telling these bullshit lies and stuff. And we really need a third party out there. A third party that's so- got ballot access. A third party that can well, speak up for
0: anti. That's I
2: hell yeah. That, that's I love, my question. I love that. I love that first yeah. episode. Sorry, Eric. Go ahead. No, you know I'm all I'm all about this pasta, and I'll thanks for bringing this to my attention. I didn't even know this was happening. I'll I'll absolutely mm-hmm. promote it and tell all of my friends. But so, what would a compromise look like? Because really, ballot access the libertarians are it. All fifty states, pretty much every four years, um, most media attention for a third party candidate. Um, so, are you thinking? A Jimmy Dore faction of people would come over and agree to vote Libertarian in 24? Or we would fundraise together? I mean, are you just want to spitball ideas?
1: Spit, spitball ideas. I know that for the first time ever, I did vote for my first conservative ever. That was Jim Marchant. And I voted for him because he is an election reformist. Not because he was a MAGA guy, not just go against the grain. It's that he gave us brass tacks. He gave us exactly certain reforms that I think were necessary as a secretary of state. Other than that, I voted Libertarian down the ballot okay. you know what i'm saying for the first time ever and i'm not saying that i'm gonna just go vote for any libertarian but right. I, I think we need more voices out there we need some anti-imperialist voices out there and that's the anti-imperialist left we came from this was the tulsi wing where we were all out there you know where we yeah we looked at elections we looked at the civil liberties we looked at foreign policy on a higher standard than the bernie sanders progressives were caught up in the cultural wars and looking at more domestic stuff didn't have any knowledge or nuance when it came to foreign policy so we're just spitballing ideas over here right okay is is this a compromise that can we can we get a compromise can we get some populist candidates to get out there can we get on the debate stage i might not agree with the economics of libertarians and that's what jimmy does and I'm, i'm assuming when it comes to medicare for all I don't like the ideological handcuffs that libertarians have where they'll say, we're going to remove the worst entity, which is the the government, but, and all the hazards and all the red tape, but we want to see some form of being proactive. You know what I'm saying? We want to see some creation of a new healthcare that the government doesn't just tell you what to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, there's questions here.
2: I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't don't know. I don't see it yet. Certainly. I think this is, this is a great idea and this is, we need more of this to happen um, I just had Sabrina Salvini on my show from Boston. Nice. Nice. She's aw- she's awesome, dude. And I had her on the show very much in, in that spirit. And then I want to talk to someone who I don't agree with 100% and, and have we have some things in common and some things that we don't have in common. Um, yeah. But I think this is great. And I think big picture, foreign policy, drug war, you know, really uh, highlight the stuff that we agree on and we can – Cash yeah. out the stuff we disagree on for the sake of having a formidable third voice.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, I got to
2: get out of here. Thank you so much, Jack from Brothers. I hope you guys will return to
1: our morning show soon or the combo couch. I, I, yeah. I want to I see the wigs.
3: Absolutely. And, and tell Metzger we're, I'm ready to shave this if he wants Alex Jones. If he really wants it, pasta. I'll bring it to him. I'll wear the wig. I'll wear other stuff on my force.com Save them for us, Slash Cindy Hook. I'll do that. If they want it, if you want it, pasta. If he,
1: he, want it, he's on, he's on tour for a little bit. When he comes back, we'll get on his ass. So.
2: And, and pasta, can you, can you, uh, Kim Iverson, man, she was going to come on my show and I, I haven't heard back from her. So if you talk to her at all, <laughs> tell, tell Kim, And, we're, and we'll try like, and get you on Tucker. Pasta's like <laughs> Santa Claus to us. We have all these wishes for Santa. Uh, <laughs> well, but yeah, well, you Listen, you talk, know, talk I, I love, I, I love when my yeah. friends
1: work together and I love when yeah, I see same. my friends on other shows and, Absolutely. Gonna, I love you gonna, guys. And, uh, YouTube, Boston. love you too, Boston. Get your ass and... out to Vegas. Get, it, get in the van and, you know, get out to Vegas, brother. <laughs> all
0: right. We'll be all in right. touch. That's Pasta Jardula, everybody, from the Convo Couch. Thanks, love you guys. am right. wake too, up. am wake, wake, wake up with us. Tomorrow we're going to have
1: Vanessa Bealy on the show in the morning. We're also going to have uh, Jeremy Kumeroff uh, talk about what's going on with the Oath Keepers and these infiltrated feds that are all in these groups. <laughs> Psyops here, Psyops there. They're glowing. I'm psy-ups. glowing. Oh my god, I'm not freaking. I'm glowing. I'm glowing. They're turning the frogs gay and the universe gay. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right. See you, pasta.
0: <laughs> pasta dragula, <dropped laughs> right. everybody, man. Oh, that's great. He's freaking hilarious, man. He's he's a good man, you know, and, and and I think he shares our ethos and that he likes to talk to people who have influence that he maybe doesn't agree with totally, or even on a, a bunch of stuff. But man, you can find common ground with people. The powers that being the media want us to think if we don't agree on one or two issues, then we can't even talk to each other. Therefore, we don't agree on other stuff. And I think that's BS. You know? Yeah, I know it's BS.
2: No, I'm with you, man. This is this is a great panel, man. Jimmy Dore, Dave Smith, Pasta, and uh, Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Yeah, these are all uh, we've had Pasta on. We did Four Horsemen with Dave Smith, and then we did Four Horsemen with Clint, and he's been on Jack and Radio. Yeah, man. Four Horsemen. all oh, awesome. Yeah, these are all great guys, and um, there's a lot of fusion there. So, yeah, that that's interesting. It's an interesting thing. So, to me, that would maybe they're looking here to steer the People's Party. Have you heard of that? That's the party that Jimmy Dore is like a big part of. And yeah, I mean,
0: I've seen Jimmy Dore and um, Dave Smith, excuse me, appear together on a few different podcasts, and they get they get along, and they, I think they they respect each other. And you know, they're at least buddies on some level. So, yeah. you know, Jimmy said, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get Dave to budge on healthcare. And um, there's going to be big disagreements, but I mean, I think they're two genuine people and they, they care about this country. They care about people and they're, and they're not just in it for money. And uh, God, you'd have a couple comedians who, who would be better, more knowledgeable, and, and even more entertaining than any of the clowns we got up there now, really. Well, I mean, Trump is compete on entertainment wise. Yeah, but man, I I, re- I don't know, man. I really think this uh, uh, dinner with Andre thing at Mar a Lago kind of <laughs> boy that <laughs> that didn't do him any favors, man. I, that was
2: I don't know a was, lot of that a Nick Milo Wentes. false flag? I've never heard of Nick Fuentes. I don't know him. He could come in here right now, being walked on a collar with a bunch of incels coming from Catholic Church, and I wouldn't know who he is.
0: He yeah, come I in don't. Here right now, being pegged by Lenny Riefenstahl, and I would not recognize him. Okay, I would have no idea. <laughs> He'd be doing a triumph of the will march, and we'd have no idea who he is. Oh, yeah. We got yeah, Fletcher Lens
2: here. He's a real ghoul. Hashtag
0: Free Assange. Yes. And that's.
2: I would say this to you, Mike. Like, I don't understand what's right. going on here because, um, Milo is like an ardent Zionist. He always has been. He's always gone to bat for Israel. Um, anytime you've tried to humanize the Palestinians or say anything about Palestine, you know, that dude will bite your head off. Really? So I don't understand. His posture? <laughs> oh, for years, man. Oh, there's so many receipts on Twitter about basically, basically calling, he was calling for nuking Palestine or blowing them off the map or getting rid of them and saying Israel needs to colonize whatever's left of Palestine and take it over. They're just a roadblock. So I don't understand what Milo is doing with Nick Fuentes and now, yay, and then going to Mar-a-Lago, which is why I'm so fucking pissed about the Tim Pool thing, because oh. I was, if I was there, I just would have fucking given those guys the floor, and said I want a fly on the wall review of what happened at that dinner and what was said.
0: Well, I thought I was Malcolm K, but it turns out I'm more Martin Luther King. I mean, dude, yeah, dude, he's, yeah. Yeah, dude, his, his level, he's is going based. through some, yeah, he's no, going what, through. I something thought I was that, Malcolm
2: X, or... oh, yeah. but I'm actually Martin Luther King.
0: Oh, okay, what did I say?
3: Malcolm you, King? Did I? Malcolm, that you said up?
2: Malcolm K. Yeah.
3: Malcolm K. Sorry, sorry guys, I'm tired. I do. I added a 25th hour to Infowars, so I'm just. I'm going. I'm, you know, I'm going through something.
2: I, I don't know. I just can't understand it. And, and then also, Trump. The people around Trump like would not would not do any kind of gatekeeping or like do anything to prevent this from happening.
0: You know what I mean? Well, a couple of things that I read on it, and there's conflicting reports about it. You know, there's some quotes attributed to Milo. There's actual quotes from Yi. Uh, When he came out, you know, he was talking about how the king was yelling at him and saying, you're not going to win. And, you know, he offered him the running mate slot. (laughs) Dude, could you imagine being at that table? (laughs) Like seeing that? Like, and apparently go ahead. Milo convinced a Trump aide, you know, a former friend of his or someone that he knew from years back to to drive them to Mar-a-Lago and let them go. And he said, well, I'm bringing a couple of people for dinner. And he said, well, who are you bringing? And he's like, well, you know, one of them, his name is Nick, and it's like, oh, what's his last name? And it's like, uh, Fuentes, and he's like, oh, god. So one of them realized who it was. Um, I don't think the king knew who he was. I mean, the king can't—he can't keep track. I don't even think he, he remembers like Baron and um, you know Tiffany's names. Tiffany, might – oh that's right, my other daughter. That's right, she got married. That wasn't that great. That was tremendous. <laughs> well, I don't know her husband's name, but he seems like a good guy. Oh man, so I think the I think the king, like you're saying about the gatekeepers, man, he's just got you know people around him who were. You know, but another thing I think Milo said and Fuentes was saying, like, um, we wanted to talk to you about, you know, your real your real followers who feel like you've turned your back on them and bring these issues up to you. So it's uh, look, we're going to have the SS uniforms. We're going to get them laundered. okay? we're going to make sure they're laundered Mm -hmm. on time. They're going to look a lot better next time around. okay? But, yeah, I mean, they're really, the media is really chewing on the whole thing, too. It's almost like the whole thing is a PSYOP against the well, king.
2: That's it. That, that's what I'm thinking. I, it's just, just – I don't know. It's hard to wrap your head around that, that dude could waltz in there into Mar-a-Lago like that and get an audience with Trump. And then also, uh, you know, Trump gave Israel everything they wanted. Right. He was, he was right by B.B.'s side until the election when B.B. called Biden and congratulated him, and that's when fucking – You know, I know he talked about it for a book subsequently. But he was like, I couldn't believe that he called him and congratulated him when the thing was stolen. Okay, we everyone knows it was rigged, and I gave BB everything—full swallow blowjobs. We moved the embassy. All right, gallons and gallons of Palestinian children's blood. It was unbelievable. Okay, but he still—he still did that. I did everything that Daddy Sheldon Adelson wanted. Okay, everything. So uh, I don't know, man. I, you can argue Trump has like been one of the most Zionist presidents we've ever had, or at least adjacent or, or pro, pro Israel.
0: Well, Miriam Sheldon's uh, uh, beloved widow has said she's not gonna give any money this time around. She's gonna wait. So the to the king was or there to anybody. to anybody. So oh. she might well. be waiting for the emergence of uh Gitmo DeSantis to kind of yeah, rise up and design some lex-
3: laxatives.
0: <laughs> yeah, bring some uh, laxatives to uh, or no some um uh, oh, and sure. And sure, Oh yeah. God! Oh, yeah. Did you watch if anybody? That on- if anybody wants to get a real kind of behind the scenes on DeSantis and what he was doing at Guantanamo Bay, uh, Media Roots and uh, Mike Prisner, uh and Empire Files. I, it's under Empire Files. This one, right? Uh, yeah, I could double. Let me double check. So Mike Preisner, you know, along with that with his uh, partner Abby Martin, um, they produced a whole thing about DeSantis his time as a. Uh, lawyer or legal counsel at Guantanamo, and he was supposedly the guy who's um, telling the, uh, um, you know, detainees that I'm there to make sure you guys are comfortable and treated well, and according to some reports and interviews from some of the detainees who were let go and and ultimately not charged with anything, um, you know, not given a trial, uh, DeSantis was there when they were during some of the worst times and the worst hunger strikes that was going on at Guantanamo which Barack Obama, of course, closed um, in January of 2009. Uh, Oh, shit, that's right. He didn't. Uh, Hope and change, hope and change. But, um, yeah, that's really ghoulish, man. If any of that stuff is true, which I have no reason to believe it's not true, uh, DeSantis is definitely, he's the right guy for the job. (laughs) You know, he's he's basically an idiot
2: on Eric, isn't he? Well, he's a he was a George W. Bush uh, lackey, acolyte yeah. in a, for the for JAG. Um, I always fucking forget what JAG stands for. Let me. Uh, we're a judge advocate general, right? So the JAG right. is. Navy. Uh, he was in the navy, and he was down there playing. You know, wearing the, the nice white uniform with the hat. Yeah, remember the and, show yeah. with
0: that, that, that dude there who looked like a butt? I forget his name. He was Square in the show. Job, butt
2: face. Yeah. Kyle,
0: Gitmo de Sanctimonious. Yeah. Kyle Matova, what a great guy. Yeah. And can we congratulate Kyle on the recent wedding. It was a beautiful wedding and uh, double ring ceremony with uh, Melania. Very nice stuff.
2: Well, if you, nice actually, stuff. you want to pull up William Wallace's comment there about Syria in the chat? Escalating the Syrian wars is what Israel wanted most and Trump tried to end it. Yeah, to Trump's credit, he did not. I mean, he did bomb Syria. And when he did that, that was that. And when he bombed Soleimani was when I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, but he did. His inclinations, Mike, told him to scale down and get the hell out of Syria. Well, I was reading my daily Mahatma Gandhi
0: and I just wanted to be a dove. I just wanted to wake up and have a simple robe, maybe a bowl for my rice and just be a dove. And so I, I said, they said, sir, we're going to do it. We're going to pull the trigger. And I said, how many are going to die? And they said, sir, probably about 120. And I said, no, we're not going to do it. So, I mean, I think a lot of that's probably BS to try and paint yeah. himself as yeah. as the, the, the modern day Smedley Butler. But, um, no, I mean, he's, he's less of a warmonger than Obama and Biden and Bush, and uh, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, you're putting that as your baseline. So, yeah. But. I don't know, though, man. They're really, I think, you know, this time you're seeing more of a uh, concerted effort to really go against him with the uniparty, you know, that are, that are going to be up against him full time as well as the media. Yeah, I know but we he, haven't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He still has so much support, though, with with a lot of the
2: American people, you know. Yeah, I know. We I don't think we've really streamed even since the king. Uh, no, since he announced. Hey, Poopsie. Mm-hmm. We got Hartford
0: Whalers 97. What is it, Eric?
2: What's bigger, Trump's donk or Obama's drones? Excuse me. Nothing's bigger than Trump Tower Jr., okay? and Melania knows if she smirches it. Legally, I can sue her $1 billion for every inch. That'd be a $2.5 billion lawsuit, okay?
0: And we know that Hillary Clinton got schlonged, and she got schlonged really bad by Barack Hussein Obama. Like,
3: really bad. (laughs) He's like, she she got schlonged.
0: And we thank Poopsie tonight for the the, uh, beverage... Thank you for your support. Poopsie, and your help. Yeah, H uh, six. Yeah, H six. William Wallace says the baseline sucks. Well, yeah, it does. That's why I laugh because it's 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 really pathetic when you think about it. Like, if it's um, you know, if it was because of my my golf game with uh, President Trump, where I said, you know, President Trump, maybe we shouldn't blow up and destroy Iran. You know, they're they're a uh, they're a sovereign country that we shouldn't be at war with. Oh, nice shot. Like, that literally could be one of the conversations. It was Rand Paul and Trump on the golf course, and Rand was, uh, you know, Rand let him cheat. He did. He let me cheat. Okay, I beat him. He was actually technically probably a better golfer than me. So was that 13-year-old kid that I cheated against, but uh, they let me win. They do, and they let me have my McDonald's. So flattery definitely works with the King, Eric, and even when you're talking about destroying, potentially destroying a
2: country. <laughs> Yeah, trying to get him not to destroy a country. But, yeah, I mean, we're, the saying we're so far in our own end zone uh, and the baseline is so bad, that applies there. And, and really all we can do is honk. So that's why so I'd that's, be interested.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, so right now, like, you know, obviously it's still early, but I don't know if this was going to be your next point. But you're still going to you're still thinking you're going to stick with Tulsi if she decides to run as a Republican.
2: Oh, I mean, she'll instantly, She is in that uh, primary as a Republican, she'll instantly be the best one. Out of all of them, I made the point, if it's Pence, Haley, fucking uh, Christie, De Sanctimonious, Pompeo, uh, yeah, fucking Pompeo, Cruz, yeah. Cruz um, you know, Cotton, he he did the smart thing and bowed out, decided not to do it. Um, and Trump, she'll automatically be the best on foreign policy, you know, in, in a major party who's going to have coverage and have a platform. Um, And then, yeah, on the democratic side, I couldn't see myself supporting anybody. Well, you wouldn't support Gavin Newsom or Buddha judge or Kamala. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't support Kamala. I don't think so, man. Shame on you. But no, the point I was going to make is uh, that's why I'm glad pasta shared that uh, thing with us where he's going to get together with Clint and Dave and Jimmy and, uh, you know, try and talk about something, an alternative to the Uniparty, party. And, it just it's every four years, man. And I got I got big on you know moving away from the two parties, oh seven oh eight, and I vote. That's the first time I voted for a third party, you know, in a national election. And it's just the same disappointment every four years. You're psyched if they get a little bit of media coverage, if they're included in one major poll. It never quite gets to that fifteen percent that the uh, Uniparty Commission on Presidential Debates puts up as their stupid threshold. So they're always iced out. But, you know, I think that should be one of the goals, um, and I'll talk to Pasta about this and, you know, I'll I'll speak about it and advocate for it, trying to force inclusion in the debates for decide which party to rally around. I think it makes the most sense for the libertarians because of the ballot access, because of their ability to get press, um, you know, just they're the third largest party in America. The Green Party is a joke. They can't get their act together. They couldn't even get fucking Ventura to run for them. And then, you know, the People's Party that Jimmy has, I don't know how much that exists off Twitter. You know what I mean? Right.
3: No slight you- to anybody
2: who's out actually doing stuff for them. I don't I don't know enough about them. But I'm just the point I'm making is it would make the most sense to rally around the Libertarian Party. Yeah, if you could get everybody to,
0: you know, to get on board with that. And the thing is though, even if it hit the 15%. Um, they would, you know, not include those polls or something. They'd say, Oh, that poll is too late or it doesn't matter, it's out of the margin of error. And even they if they'll find a way
2: to rat fuck is what you Exactly.
0: Saying. Yeah. Because after the 92 debates, dude, that when, when Ross Perot got in there, they were like, Oh shit. Like, dude, they saw him up there with with, uh, with uh, Bubba Bubba Clinton and Poppy Bush, and he was he reached 20% in that election, and basically <laughs> he was like, you know he, a lot of people think he helped Clinton win the election. So it just goes to show you, man, that when the people are actually given multiple choices and, um, candidates who are, who can actually compete on ideas and experience and knowledge get up there. And those are presented. I mean, like we always go back to it, but like Jesse Ventura in Minnesota, when he ran in 98 for governor and he only raised $300,000 and he beat, um, he beat a, uh, was it Norm Coleman? And, uh, uh, a Hump, a Humphrey. Uh, Humphrey, who was mm-hmm. a political dynasty in Minnesota, and they raised millions right. of dollars. And Ventura, obviously he had name recognition, but he had the panache, dude. He crushed them in the debates. You know, he went out there to the people. It's uh, they, they don't want campaigns like that, man. They they don't want like positive, people powered campaigns. You know, and and the e thing, man. That's that's a joke, dude. He's not he's not a serious <laughs> yeah. He,
2: no, he's I, not. He's I, there asking Tim Pool how should I be president. And he's like ballot harvesting, ballot harvesting. That's That's fucking clown world, dude. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's popular. People do like him, and he does speak out about you know, certain issues. But if he couldn't sit down for an hour and a half and and talk to those guys and have a conversation,
2: that's what I'm saying. How does he
0: think the other media is going to treat him?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, to Trump's credit, when he's getting badgered, he stays there and gives fucking hits back 10 times harder with his hammer.
3: It's I I think that
2: you are a nasty person with a failing organization. Sit down sit down.
0: And- well, I just had one more question, uh President Trump, I just,
2: I- Okay, you're next. Stop. If I could just Can I just you're out. you're out of here. Take his coat, throw him out, execute him, <laughs> cut his head off. But no, you're right, dude. Yeah, yeah you want to run for I mean, it's it's just a, it's just a scam. You got Milo circling the wagons, Fuentes, it's just it's a scam. It's a grift. Yeah. It's a yeah. fucking grift. Let's call it for what it is. It's a grift. You know, and, and I think Kanye is a little out of his depth and over his head with a lot of that stuff.
0: And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was, Chappelle said he was a billionaire, but now, I don't know, He after a couple days, not so much, they tried to throw me in jail, they wanted to arrest me, they wanted to put me in jail, dude, when he came back, and that's why I put it as a thumbnail for tonight, of him and the King, when he was King Regent Elect in late 2016, and he, it was probably the trainer he had or someone, they put, they recommended the drugs, they committed them, and then he came back, dude, his MK Ultra wiring, he was like, and he, you know, his hair was freshly dusted. He looked like um, Demolition Man. He looked like Wesley Snipes from Demolition. And the king, the king, was there next to him at the elevators. And they're like, "What did you guys talk about?" You know, and, and Trump's just like, "We talked about life." And that was the uh, first installment. So that was a new hope. The 2018 White House was Empire Strikes Back, and then the dinner with Fuentes and Milo's was Return of the Jedi. That's the trilogy. <laughs> that's the trilogy, dude, of, of the, the Trump trilogy. Kanye saga. And, you know, they'll have a prequel. It's going to be people oh, under the stairs. Oh, you
2: it's know. just its just weird, man. It, it's – it is. It's psyops. It's psyoping. And, um, dude, Kyrie, the, the Kyrie Irving's Hebrew-Israelite gang that he had outside the Brooklyn arena there in New York City. Mike, can we talk about that for a minute? Who was the commentator? The other dude who was like, where are his people? Like, where
0: are they? And then, dude, they cut to the clip of –
2: like a thousand of these dudes marching so in wait, formation. We, like actually, yeah. Can you call it up? Yeah, you talk about it's, it. And I'll, I'll, well, uh, yeah, it was. Um, I don't know how many. It looked like a thousand dudes marching like in perfect symmetry, very, very disciplined, Mike. Very uh, orderly, but also kind of intimidating. Like there was, there was oh, a real, totally scary and intimidating. fuck, yes. uh, like, and not. <laughs> I don't think one. <laughs> I could be wrong about this. I don't think one like major. Uh, news outlet pick this up. No Now, if, if you had like 10 Proud Boys marching like this, yeah. every fucking media outlet would pick it up and call it a riot and it's January 6th all over again. And, God, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's like the Matrix. The Matrix is fucking cracking, dude. When, when you see something like this. Yeah, dude. Just get a load of this, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, look how, how
0: they're all dressed too and they're in uniform. How they're all kind of marching, you know, kind of too. It's like V for Vendetta, dude. Meets friggin' it's All like the Agents
2: do when they're when they're riding in the street, <laughs> waiting for Batman <laughs> to come out.
0: Dude, this, this, yeah, it's Bane's army. This literally happened in New York City, Eric. And the New York Times, none of the media covered it, man. And, and they're like, <sighs> yeah, they're like, yeah. What are you gonna do now? Twelve hundred. Can you, can you get, audio
2: on, get audio on this? Get audio. Get audio.
0: You, your You're right. you... You're right.
3: oh, no. you had the very hate group that the white media accused Kyrie Irving of promoting right outside.
0: That's from Mother of All... Uh, hold on. M.O.T. Yeah, that's someone else's podcast. But I mean, look at the footage. Let me see if I can... There's one, too, where they're like really kind of... Yeah, hold on. I just... See the viewers just to understand. Okay, so this guy, this doofus, um, you know, was, uh, there's the army that's behind him.
2: A few days later. Yeah, get the volume. Dude. Talk about ask and ye shall receive. Sh-
0: <laughs> so there you go, man. That's that's the <laughs> that's uh I mean there was probably at least a thousand of them strong dudes. So that's the Hebrew Israeliites, Eric. And was it you or, or or someone one of our friends or relatives who's who's run into them in down in the city was telling us that they were kind of scary to deal with. But uh um I'm not sure what they were chanting, but I know they're a controversial group and a lot of people, you know, will call them a hate group or whatever. Um, but uh, that happened. I mean, that was a uh, that was a real uh, William Wallace said, who are these guys? I missed the setup. Yeah, they're the I think they're the Hebrew Israeliites. I put basically- the
2: article there in our chat, Mike. Click, click that oh. link and share, share screen. That'll have some good stuff you can you can read about it. Um, this is Black- from the Jewish Black- Journal. Yeah, the Jewish Journal. Black Hebrew Israelites chant, we are the real Jews in support of Kyrie Irving.
0: Okay, so that's what they were chanting?
2: Yeah, some of it. Okay, let's take a look at this.
0: I'm going to get a lot better at uh, sharing the screen here.
2: Yeah, this is a game changer. We've never done this on one of our streams. I just never thought to do it. We're not the Mm -hmm. most tech-savvy guys,
0: so we appreciate any help and assistance. So this is from jewishjournal.com. Uh, Black Hebrew Israelites chant, we are the real Jews in support of Kyrie Irving. I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah. Black Hebrew Israelites. So they marched all the way. What we were just looking at there was their march to the Barclays Center. And um, they're part of this, they call the fringe group, the Israel United in Christ, which is an affiliate of the Black Hebrew Israelites, according to ESPN. And this had to do with Kyrie's suspension. Um, And then even before that, you know Kyrie got in trouble because he uh he refused to get the, the book book.
2: Yeah, so he was based he's based, he based on the um the uh the um it's not a vaccine, it's a uh what do you call it? A uh uh ah, I can't even think think of what the
3: like protein?
2: Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever the fuck that thing was. But um Boy, what a what a what a thing that was to see, man! I mean, I don't know. So the reason I saw that is because Cynthia McKinney, she shared it on her Facebook, and I'm like, what in the fuck is this?
0: Yeah, it's kind of like an alarming thing to see. Man. <laughs> it's like, dude, what is going on in our country right now, man? Like, <laughs> I just feel like so much of it's like distraction and, and wanting to get everybody to fight with each other over a lot of bullshit while they continue to steal the wealth out of
2: our pockets. Well, that and I think that really if people want really be. scary videos. They should go fucking record the prices at grocery stores and how much shit how food costs and the price of how much everything is. And Ron Paul's like in the inflation and the warmongering. And the well, I, what, I,
0: what I don't want to see, and I'm certainly maybe Dr. Levine is or is not in favor of this is what's going on with uh, Balenciaga. I know you wanted to talk about Balenciaga. It's all
3: the news. Kim Kardashian shares seem to have plummeted since the scandal started.
0: So apparently they were you know doing an ad campaign and the photographers pointing the fingers at the company and other people are pointing fingers at each other. But bottom line is they had uh, they had, you know, kids in these advertisements with incredibly uh, inappropriate props and, and teddy bears dressed up in like like you know, BDSM clothing. You know, right. this is what they're this is what they're marketing to young people. So these people are all fucking sick. I mean, let's just let's just put that out there. You know, as Mel Gibson says, you
2: need a fucking bat to the head. Yeah, you you, you need a brain transplant. You need a brain transplant. You need a fucking bat to the head. Six one three says new cults
0: always crop up. It's not new. Look at the Mormons. <laughs> and yeah, says- I mean, I've, I've, I've heard of them. It's a small but loud sub- subset basically
2: yeah you know that they're based i mean i'm sure brother probably they, they like brother farrakhan or he, they're adjacent to him i don't really know mike Like, mean, wasn't there a time where michael jackson was fucking around with farrakhan and the muslim brotherhood
0: or no nation so, of islam oh nation of islam yeah how about the um almost like the true crime style interview that alex jones did with, with farrakhan like the way the drone comes in down the street and the way they it's like an la yeah. crime caper
2: it was an LA, like an L.A. crime drama. Yeah.
0: William Wallace says, hopefully those guys just want to end the Fed. <laughs> yeah. Can we get those guys and, and people from every group and club just going down the street chanting end the Fed? I mean, I feel like there was a time with the Ron Paul movement, a little bit of the Tea Party movement, which kind of brought Rand Paul into the fold. Occupy Wall Street, um, the anti-lockdown people. There, there's a lot of synergy and crossover, but they, they just want to keep everybody divided. They don't want people all marching together to end the Fed. That's for damn sure. You know, six one three. Muslim Brotherhood is Egypt. I mean, what Eric said. Yeah, yeah. The Muslim Brotherhood—they were connected to the BCCI scandal too in the '80s, the Bank of Credit and Commerce International, um, which was involved with a lot of U.S. politicians in the Iran Contra scandal and um, a lot of that grifting. I mean, you know, people don't think that there—you know—are certain people in Congress or leaders or, or you know corporate interests here in America are going to be tied in with what could be perceived as uh, radical Islamic or, or certain Arabic groups. But dude, it happens all the time, man. They don't care about ideology as long as there's money and power. That's really, I mean, look, no. look at the Saudis and their relationship with Trump and uh, all the golfer stuff and, you know, Trump's golf courses. And even beyond that, just the arms deals and everything that's going on with, you know, Kushner did the big, did the big deal. So It's all window dressing at the end of the day.
2: Yeah, it's all the grift. It's psyop. It's uh, just keeping the masses confused and distracted and divided and upset. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's so much going on. But the um, I don't even know if I have the pronunciation right. Valencia Aga. Balenciaga. I'd never even heard of that company until all this shit blew up, and it's just not a surprise to me Um, when you're talking about just junk, just consumerist like junk, you know, made for pennies on the dollar and then sold for thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's gross. Like, fuck you. You know, I'm, I'm pretty detached from things and consumerism and shopping and clothing and all that bullshit. But this just shows you, um, that a lot of the people in this world are disgusting and not, they're horrible people.
0: Yeah. They're not concerned about, um, you know, children. And I mean, didn't, wasn't Celine Dion involved in some really gross ad campaign yeah. a couple years ago with like,
3: yeah. it was like adrenochrome harvesting at night with Freddy Krueger or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was, but <laughs> it was real sick stuff. They had Hunter S. Thompson there with uh, Benicio del Toro uh, doing adrenochrome in a hotel room and, uh, you know, uh, leaving Las Vegas, whatever the Vegas fear and in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. She was, uh... <clears throat> let me see. I'll
2: pull up an image of that. Celine Dion's, um, it was satanic. I mean, we know that, obviously, yeah.
0: you know. But, um, yeah, yesterday was uh, 21 years that George Harrison passed. So you were talking about, you know, the material world. And obviously George is a millionaire rock star. But he seemed to be the one Beatle like, other than John Lennon who was not was not afraid to really talk about the myth of the Beatles and talk about how, how stupid a lot of it was with the girls screaming and the parts of it that he thought were stupid and fake and vapid and kind of like – Plastic, you know. He was like, "Oh, the Beatles. That was a, that was a shirt, shirt that I wore, you know." Now I'm a gardener. He's like, "Yeah, that was
2: a suit that that I had, and I took it off and put it in the closet." Yeah, I mean, he made comp- <laughs> There were comps. George Harrison made comps, comps. for sure. Well, his last album said everything, man. It's called Brainwashed, and uh, also when he re- he did the anniversary reissue of All Things Must Pass, the art that he did spoke everything. He like put freeways and concrete over the uh, image of him out with the yard gnomes in the yard. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, everything that, was that's all com-
2: Yeah, that's a commentary on how our world is just being commodified and commercialized and they pave over everything and there's a dollar sign attached to everything.
0: And, yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, George's solo stuff is really phenomenal too, man. I mean, I think it's been argued and there's a case to be made that all
2: things must pass is the greatest solo Beatles album. I don't know. What do you think? I would, I would, yeah. I mean, I'm biased. He's my favorite, but I'll put it up against any Beatles solo album, um, just simply because the it's like an explosion of songs, man, that he had saved up, that Paul and John shook the stick at, you know, and uh, didn't really give him the space to get him out there. So, yeah, it's my favorite Beatles solo album. Well, sub, well, Cloud Nine is probably my favorite Beatles solo album. Cloud Nine's a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, another George Harrison one that uh, I think it was the last studio album that he released in his lifetime.
2: Yep, because um, Brainwashed. seven. Yep, and he was already working on some songs that were on Brainwashed on Cloud9. So, yeah, it's hard to believe that Harrison's been gone 21 years. Yeah, Devil's Radio. Yeah. The lyrics to a, Devil's Radio are great. Yeah, he definitely made an impact. Um, an impact.
3: But he made a yeah. impact. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I don't know. He's just Kanye. Mike he's he's kind of he's shaking the matrix up a
3: little bit.
0: God, What's... <laughs> now you you really you kind of were digging into his uh, personal trainer a little bit. What was some of the information on that guy and some
3: oh, of the questions?
2: Harley the... posternock Yeah, he's a Canadian dude, or he worked in Canada, and he was part of their defense. Like a, a basically behavior manipulation and psychology and psy warfare in Canada within their defense department up there. And he worked on studies that were connected with drugs that altered people's moods, that were stimulants that would shut your brain down, put you up. And, um, you know, Kanye leaked those text messages from him, basically threatening him, you know, put a lid on it, dude, or we're going to fucking you thought that we doped you up last time we had your committed man. Wait, basically wait till you see what we'll do this time. And then your play dates with your kids are going to be a lot different than what you're used to. What, you know, why, why would your, you know, trainer, your personal trainer, I have a trainer, you know, and if I had children, imagine my trainer being like, Oh, Eric, you know, watch what you say because we're going to, uh, we're going to get you committed. And now, no, I know granted Kanye is a millionaire, you know, world global phenomenon and a rapper, you know, and I'm a nobody, but, um, it doesn't add up. And then, you know, you, you dig into who Harley Pasternak trained. And um, Brittany Murphy's on that list. And uh, wow. some other, other celebrities. So, I mean, if you've dug into this shit, <clears throat> they all have they have handlers.
0: Yeah, people at that level. we got a yeah. question. Good to see you here, Mornan. What do you guys think of Ringo's Boku of Blues? So that's Ringo's second solo studio album. And I actually don't, I don't know that one as well. I think it's more of a uh, bluesy, like trying to go back to basics type album. Um, it's got the title track on it. And I, I think, and uh, a couple others, but I don't, I don't think they were like huge. It wasn't like uh, it don't come easy
2: or. Um, yeah. It looks like it came out in 1970 and the songs that are on it. I don't really yeah, I'll know be anything. honest,
0: uh, yeah, I I, don't, I haven't really done a deep dive on that one, so I'm going to have to check that out and get back to you, uh, more and on about that. But as far as Ringo's solo stuff, man, he, he does have some great, I mean, Photograph, the song that he wrote with George Harrison is one of my favorite solo Beatles songs, and um, I, we saw Ringo perform three times, and uh, he, he's great, man. I mean, even his tunes with the Beatles, like, they did a cover of Act Naturally, and Ringo gets behind the kit and you know plays the drums while singing that one. And um, I saw him perform Don't Pass Me By, which was off the White Album, I think. And he's, he plays organ on that one. So that was cool to see Ringo live play like piano and organ and then hop on the, uh, hop on the drums uh, for that one. And then he did a tribute for George after speaking to George Harrison after he died. He has a really great song with Eric Clapton off of his 2003 Ringo Rama album called Never Without You. Which I highly recommend. It's a very beautiful uh tune. So yeah, thanks for that question. Uh, that question. And I'd be Denmark given lots of love tonight. Eric, you are a king. It's nice. In my own mind.
2: I'm the king of Manhattan, king of the world.
0: Of Mar-a-Lago.
2: Of Mar-a-Lago.
0: All the boys, though. We will, yeah, I will definitely check that out. Thank you for that. You know, um, as big as you know, Beatles fan as I am, I, don't, I still don't know. Don't know everything. We're all, we're always willing to learn. The mark of somebody who who is who's on a intellectual and educational journey admits that he doesn't know everything, and he's willing
2: to learn.
3: Mm-hmm. The one study. thing I the one thing I do know is that I know nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah. so he gets kind of <laughs> yeah. philosophical hooey on you.
3: William Wallace marketing idea: adrenochrome Chrome Ketchup. Wow, I like that. I think Nancy Pelosi's got stock in that one. She made a hundred million dollars off that. Oh. Uh.
0: so what, what have you watched lately for media we'll kind of wrap up here with a little media review we like to jeez you know sometimes unplug our mind and i watched um it was like i think it was a swedish series uh called uh 1899 it's kind of like a steampunk uh horror psychological sci-fi that takes place on a boat and it's eight episodes and it was it was well it was dubbed It was well acted. I thought the characters were good, but honestly, it was just too drawn out. It was good, but I kind of fell asleep and lost interest. I stuck it out till the end. Um, If you like sci-fi, well-made sci-fi, it's the same people who made that series Dark on Netflix, which was really popular. Um, And uh, the characters are compelling, but it got a little slow at times. So if you don't mind the slow burn, it's pretty cool. Uh, A couple of the episodes, you're still thinking to yourself, what the hell is going on? And more gets revealed gradually. And there's some pretty cool twists. Uh, If you're paying attention, you can probably see some of them coming. But that was pretty entertaining and well-made for Netflix, considering at this point, Netflix is probably probably like 90% just garbage. Like you spend two hours searching through Netflix uh, to try and watch something. And then you fall asleep by the time you land on something. And then, of course, we watched the new installment of Filthy
2: Rich, the Glenn Maxwell uh, documentary. What did you think about that? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, not a lot. Didn't learn a lot. I mean, it went into her background a little bit, which was interesting, you know, to know who her father was and how basically she was just a daddy's girl, trustafarian her whole life. And, um, you know, one of these fail upward type people. And, uh, you know, it was basically Lex, Les Wexner's money via Epstein and Ghislaine, Max, Max Maxwell's Rolodex via her father. And you put that together with the backing and funding of the mega group and all of those people. And, uh, of course, they didn't talk about Wexner at all. They didn't talk about the mega group at all. You know, it's some sanitation. San- surf- a lot of surface. Yeah, there was a lot yep, of surface. Surf- yep. They're going to sanitize it.
0: And um, they didn't interview Ryan Dawson for some reason for that film. They didn't have him.
2: <laughs> he wasn't right. the
0: featured researcher for some reason.
2: Right. They didn't have film. Ryan in it, man. That's crazy.
0: I learned that she, tried. you know, say what you will about her. She tried to save the ocean. And I think that that's very admirable. Terama, The Terama project. Join me. Become a citizen of Terama. It's like,
2: oh, oh my God. Do they included that photo shoot of her, though, on the beach with like the high heels? Yeah, the stilettos. That was everything dude. It just shows you
0: how out of touch she is and a lot of people in that league are like she hasn't really apologized for what she's done or really acknowledged it and just that that type of behavior and and uh that's uh you know her her on the uh on the beach, you know. It's like you know but I guess she's doing well in Florida. She's finding her voice in the in the prison, in the um, the camp cupcake type place where she's locked up, and she's leading yoga groups and she's teaching Incredible. a lot. Of, she's working in the library, and you know, she's finding her voice down there in prison. So hopefully they can get her <laughs> some oranges. What a sick world, dude! What a fucking sick world, man! And Ryan, then she, um, she got 20 years. That's it. She'll probably survive and get out, man, because she's not going to roll. I don't I don't see her rolling. I mean, she would have wow. cut
3: – I mean, it's, I mean she should have
0: gotten life. She should have gotten – Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other – But, yeah, so that was pretty good. I mean, they did include Annie Farmer in her testimony. I was glad to see that because her and Maria are, were, you know, two just so instrumental in the whole thing. And if the FBI and the powers that be did the right thing in 96, man, and listened to those to those girls – so many people would have been been spared. Right. So that's the, that's the real fucking sad, disgusting, one of the sad, disgusting parts of the whole
2: sordid affair is that it's
0: basically government-sponsored trafficking at the end of the day is what it comes down to.
2: Yeah, and it was interesting. A uh, lawsuit came out against Leon Black, a woman accused him of rape. And, uh, you know, Leon Black's name has always been thrown around. Of course, he gave Epstein... 150 or $160 million just for financial advice and consulting. And he would go to Epstein's townhouse mansion simply because Epstein didn't have an office anywhere else. So that's the only reason he would have been there, you know, upstairs at the mansion with all the cameras. He had to go there just like Yehud Barak had to go to the apartments where all the teenage models were. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And Prince Andrew. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I was duty bound to tell him in person to break off the relationship. Um, because I am a gentleman, and, and I, yeah. showing that picture, I just I can't, I just can't remember. I've never seen. it. <laughs> uh, mommy cut a check for thirteen million pounds before she went to hell. <laughs>
3: that was one of her last acts as queen. But besides picking up the, uh, you know, her dog's Dookie, you know, her son was cutting the check for thirteen million pounds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cl- clown world abides, man. Uh, yeah, oh, I watched. Um, I did watch the horror film Smile. Uh, man, it was mm. disturbing. Ooh, I had a couple of friends, you know, see that and tell me to watch it. And it was actually a, a big hit. Like, it did very well box office-wise. And it even got really good reviews. And it's, you know, like a great horror film. There's jump scares and it's scary. But it's, it's a story about guilt and grief and uh, loss and uh, regret uh, disguised as a two-hour, you know, psychological horror film. So... If you want to see something creepy, check out Smile and watch it with somebody. Don't watch it by yourself. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's about it for for media. And uh, people have asked us how they can support the show and, you know, support us and keep the trains rolling. Um, I recently joined Venmo. Eric's been on there. Eric, this is your Venmo, Senator Jackman86.
2: Yep. Best way to support myself and the channel directly if you have Venmo and you like what we do and you want to send us a tip or you want to put in a request. If you want to request Mike to send you a video of Lindsey Graham and Rand Paul Ooh. taking a sauna together, wow, or any kind of scenario you could think of, that's we can do that. For. Yeah, send in the request, and uh, that, you know we'll talk. We'll talk about price. We can negotiate. We're businessmen, okay? We're capitalists, but uh, we have a talent, so you're not going to get it 100 percent for free. We're gonna, we talked about commodifying and monetizing things. That's one thing I'm in favor of: commodifying and monetizing. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, the best way to support us is those Venmos. Mike's is Mike Jackman, 1986. And then uh, think about becoming a patron on Patreon.com slash Jackman radio. You know, $5, $10, 20 bucks a month. That really will help us um, keep the channel going and booking bigger name guests with the presidential primary coming up here in New Hampshire. We want to do... Another round of those great in-person interviews that we did uh, last time around. And if you haven't if you haven't been with us for that long or followed the channel that long, we have some great in-person interviews where we sat down and hired a professional videographer, our dear friend who was in the chat earlier, um, came up and you know he has thousands and thousands of dollars worth of the, the highest end video equipment and uh, lighting and sound. and he's a professional film editor. And we like to hire him when we can book these candidates or these high profile people to sit down with us and film it and put it on our channel. So we got, you know, Andrew Yang, Tulsi, Marion Williamson, Bill Weld, uh, Joe Sestak, the author. Mark Governor, Mark Sanford. Mark Sanford. We didn't Weld. ask for trip to Argentina. Yeah, Bill Weld and... Um, Stephen Kinzer, we did, what did we do, seven of those?
0: We did like seven, yeah, seven of those, and those those were pretty much all out of pocket, so, and if you want to become a sponsor of an entire episode, and feel like you want to contribute more, we can put you in as a producer, or whatever, I mean, we're right. f- creative and flexible.
2: And, yeah, um, and if you have an idea or something you want Mike and I to dig into, or cover, or, or look, and you want to partner with us, or are interested, um, you know, let us know, and let me, uh, let me put, put the email address in here to connect with us. But for our audio listeners, that is patreon.com slash Jackman Radio.
0: And uh, my Venmo is Mike Jackman 1986. And Eric's is Senator Jackman 86. And, um, you know, we appreciate your support. We do have around 30 um, patrons. And it's, you know, it's like I've said, it's helped us purchase these mics, you know, just keep things running every month. Um, you know, even thinking about the internet bill, right? I mean, that's, you know, there's there's cost for everything. So yeah. we love doing this and we, you know, um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't have a problem asking for people to become patrons. I think we provide, uh, we have a great resume and a great product and um, a history of really great research and interviews. And, you know, if we ever get something wrong or make a mistake, you know, I, I, I do my best and due diligence to correct myself or put out really solid information. And I really do take pride in that. Um, Cause I've spent uh, many years of my life digging into a lot of this stuff and I think it matters. And I think the way it's presented matters. And I think it's, it's important to be as accurate and timely as possible with it. You know, we are jokesters, Eric, aren't we? But um, the information's, you know, I think it's gotta be good, man. I think that's what, why people, people like it and they want to hear about it, man. You know, obviously you want to hear about pop culture nonsense every now and again, and we touch on sure. that, but yeah. you know, people want to hear the, they want to hear you know, the real stuff, too. So um, I just did three episodes about the Kennedy assassination this month, uh, which I really enjoyed doing. I had Max Good, who made the um, Ruth Payne documentary, uh, Mrs. Payne and the Assa- or It's either called The Assassination and Mrs. Payne or Mrs. Payne and the Assassination. I can never remember. Uh, but that is available if you want to watch that. Uh, so I had the filmmaker Max Good on for a great chat. And he actually did a screening at the Alamo Draft House in D.C., with um, Max Blumenthal, uh, the, uh, for the 59th anniversary, so that was really cool. And then I had Joseph McBride on, um, who spent you know decades of his life researching the J.D. Tippett killing, uh, which was the police officer that they originally arrested Oswald, well charged Oswald with uh, killing that police officer. Which you know there's tons of evidence to suggest that it was not Oswald, just like it wasn't Oswald who shot Kennedy. And then I had on Oliver Stone's son, uh, Mr. Sean Stone, a friend of the podcast. I uh, had a lot of fun talking with him about the legacy of the film JFK. So I want we want to continue to do more JFK-themed episodes because um, it is a very dense area. Um, it's something I've always enjoyed researching and looking at and talking about. And, of course, 9-11, our 9-11 episodes are always very popular. Uh, we want to do, you know, more with that. We're lucky to have, you know, people like Adam Fitzgerald and, and uh, you know, Mr. Dawson and others, uh, you know, to come on and talk with us about that. So, yeah, keep in touch, guys. You know, any um, subjects you want
2: us to cover or or areas or or more shows. And if you you want want to to put the email up, Mike, there for the podcast for people to see if they want to, you know, reach out. Yeah. Did you send that to me in the chat or? It's in the, um, uh, the live chat. Let's see it. I shared it under my name. But, yeah, if you have, uh, you know, something like a pitch, something Radio Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you have something you would interested in Mike and I looking into um, or you want to collaborate on or you want to pitch us for just a funny video, uh, kind of like a cameo where you have an idea, you want to send a greeting to somebody, you want a video of Trump, you want a video of Rand Paul, Lindsey Graham, Jesse Ventura, um, and you want to send it to someone, one of your friends, a family member, or just a cute message or something like that, uh, shoot us an email there and, and pitch it to us and we can get a dialogue going and come up with a video for you. I've certainly done a lot of these as Trump and, and Mike, you know, is great with his impressions and stuff. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. And, you know, we appreciate everybody's support.
0: Absolutely. And John B., we really appreciate your support as another one of our lovely patrons. Here's to Trump, DeSantis, Tulsi. Alex Jones, all on Jacqueline Radio in 2023. Hey man, it could happen. You know, could abso- oh,
2: absolutely could happen.
3: All we gotta do is dare to dream, folks. I mean, we can put a man on the moon, uh, and film in the back lot with Stanley Kubrick. You know, we can we can uh, go to Bohemian Grove to do shots of adrenochrome smoothies. Anything's possible, folks, with your help. So
2: yeah. absolutely,
0: yeah. That's about it, guys. Uh, really great episode tonight. Thanks to our pop-in guest, Pasta Jardula from the Convo Couch. Check him out on Rockfin and uh, AM wake up that he has. He's doing great work over there. And uh, yeah, any final thoughts Eric before we blast off?
2: That's about it, man. We're going into December tomorrow and uh, I just appreciate everybody tuning in and watching what we do and supporting what we do. It's a lot of fun and we're going to keep at it and lots of cool things coming up. And we'll always be working on booking interesting guests to have uh, fascinating conversations that you won't see anywhere else. So Please you him, like,
0: share, and subscribe. All of our stuff. <laughs> I got to remember to say that more. Yeah, I got to <laughs> remember to do that.
2: Let's get so. the subs up on this channel. We're at uh, twenty four hundred right now. So yeah, it's it's been growing. You know, it's a steady uptick, but we're uh, we're gonna keep at it. So thanks everyone for tuning in and follow me on all social medias. And I hope you have a great rest of your evening. All
3: right.